Boy, oh boy, college football is getting good. On today's show, we review week seven, as well as discuss the remaining undefeated teams and who has the best shot to stay undefeated until the end of the season. Stay tuned and get ready for a great show. Welcome to the Super Fan Dan Show. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. I am the law. If you survive camp, you will be on the team. If you survive. And now here is your host. What a game. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Super fan. Dan. Welcome. Welcome back to the show here. So thankful you could tune in and listen to what we're all about. If you're interested in what we do and want to stay updated on the show, I would highly suggest you join our socials at Show on Facebook, X, and Instagram. With that, let's get into it this week as we review Week 7. Not too much of a surprise amongst the top four as Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State won pretty handily at won pretty handily all their games. Florida State did have a scare with Jordan Travis with a likely or susceptible injury, but he came back, had one touchdown pass, two touchdown runs, so no issue there. Penn State, 63-0 win against Massachusetts, so no problem there. Drew Aller, again, one of the only quarterbacks in the nation to not have thrown an interception yet. So super fun team to watch, and we'll get to talk about them later now to get to the more exciting games first off i was hoping this game was going to be a classic and it definitely was oregon at washington oh man what a game this game had both quarterbacks going for over 300 yards both teams having one 100 yard rusher and each team even having at least one 100-yard receiver. Washington had two. Back and forth, back and forth this game went. It was just an absolute joy and privilege to watch this. And who thought the Pac-12 would give us the best games this year? A conference that isn't even going to exist next year is giving us maybe one of the best seasons of any conference ever. That's a shame, but we're going to enjoy this season as long as we can. Oregon had a chance to ice the game. They kept the ball, went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. Gave the ball right back to Washington, and it took them two plays to take a 36-33 lead. Then they rolled down the field, 50-yard drive at the end of the game, and Oregon had a chance to tie the game in what would have been an epic overtime battle. Unfortunately, Camden Lewis missed wide on 43 yards, and Washington is now in the driver's seat of the Pac-12, going 3-0, along with USC being 4-0. 
Now, going from a great game in this, we got to talk about USC's poor performance against Notre Dame. Caleb Williams, I know there's been a lot of talk about him and his dad about how if he should go to the NFL next year or if he should stay in college and make all that money. What he needs to focus on is this season and these games because he looked awful. Three interceptions, one touchdown. And as we and as we have seen in the NFL in current years, just because you're good in college doesn't guarantee you're going to be good in pro football. Justin Fields is finding it out really quick on the Bears. So just because Caleb Williams looks good here doesn't mean he's going to look good in the NFL. He's got to get his act together. Now on Notre Dame's side, I give him credit. They took control of this game, got a kickoff return for a touchdown, solid offense, did enough on defense to force Williams into interceptions. And Sam Hartman didn't have a spectacular game. He only had 126 yards passing, but had two touchdowns and the most important number, zero interceptions. And then they gave the ball to Audric Estime. 22 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Sometimes you just have to make the game simple. And they did. Props to Notre Dame for likely knocking out USC of the playoff picture because the Pac-12 is an absolute hornet's nest, quite honestly. Because if you look at the Pac-12, the USC is 6-1 overall, 4-0 conference. Washington, 3-0 in the conference. Oregon State, 3-1 in conference. Oregon, 2-1 in conference with a loss to Washington. And Utah, 2-1 in conference. Any one of those four teams could still win the Pac-12. It is going to be an absolute dogfight with these games that are coming down the line for all those teams. And I would love a team from the Pac-12 to make the playoff, but they could easily knock each other out of contention in closely contested games. So it'll be very interesting to see where that goes for them. Now for some surprising results, Louisville just fell flat in its face against Pittsburgh. Getting outscored 24 to nothing in the second half after that impressive performance against Notre Dame, they lose to two and th- one and four Pittsburgh in a 38 to 21 loss at Pittsburgh. Again, interceptions. Jack Plummer 350 yards through two picks. The game isn't complicated. Don't turn the ball over, but it affected them. Two interceptions and a lost fumble for Jack Plummer were the inevitable downfall for Louisville against Pittsburgh. Now, Louisville still has a chance to make some noise in the ACC, but they've put themselves in a hole. And they haven't made it easy for them coming up in the upcoming weeks here. Missouri, nice bounce back win against Kentucky. 38-21. to Brady Cook, only 167 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Devin Leary for Kentucky, only 120 yards passing, two interceptions, which were killers. Ray Davis did have 128 yards for good for him. And Kentucky just shows how fast and how quickly your season can fall apart. This team was 5-0, and had a bunch of hype going into Georgia, gets blown out. Now you play Missouri, you lose by 17. Again, just a rough rough, rough day for them. It was 21-20 going into the fourth, but then Missouri scored 18 unanswered in the fourth quarter to take home the W. Props Missouri for having a surprise season in the SEC 
And who knows? Maybe they might make a run at the big tw- the SEC championship. You never know. But anything could happen in this league, that's for sure. And the other one that I found really surprising, really surprising. This is a team that beat Wisconsin earlier in the year, had a bunch of momentum. Washington State lost to Arizona 44-6. to 44-6. to six. Three and three Arizona, which for Arizona, that's a pretty good year so far, but 44 to six. This team went off, quite honestly. Noah Noah Fafita of Arizona, 34 for 43, 342 yards. Rashawn Luke, 71 yards on the ground. Jonah Coleman, 70 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. DJ Williams, 37 yards and a score. Five touchdowns on the ground for this team. Cam Ward for Washington State looked human. Only 192 yards passing and an interception. Just an absolute nightmare. They also lost a fumble. And Washington State has sadly come back down to earth. Probably knocking himself out of contention with a 1-2 conference record. But props to Arizona for showing up. And hey, they might make a bowl game. Which is a huge step in the right direction for a program that normally flounders. Now, as we keep looking at week seven here, another game that was tightly contested, Tennessee, Texas A&M. With this, Texas A&M is out. They're four and three. Does Jimbo Fisher get fired? If they keep losing, it's going to be hard not to, but... I wish him the best of luck. It was beginning of the year. I thought Jimbo Fisher was going to be fired midseason. Well, if he doesn't make a bowl game, it could happen. Now, do I think they make a bowl game? I think they do. I don't know how they don't, but they had a free fall last year. It could happen again. Good luck. Speaking of good luck, our next segment here, we have 11 undefeated teams remaining left in college football at this point of the season as we approach week eight. 11 teams. Eight of them, I could have guessed. Three of them are the Shockers. And we're going to talk about those teams right now. The 11 undefeated teams in college football are Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Georgia, North Carolina, And then here's the three teams. Air Force with the best running attack in all of college football. Liberty, who lost Hugh Freeze last year and has has not lost a step, quite honestly. And James Madison. I now want to go through each team and see where each team could have its downfall or its potential loss. So let's get to it here. First off, Florida State. Had its issues against Boston College earlier in the year. Survived Clemson. And now they've looked good against Virginia Tech. And now recently against Syracuse, they've looked like how they did against LSU. So they've picked up where they left off. Their toughest games left, Duke, Miami, and Florida. I just threw Florida on there because it's a rivalry game and anything can happen in a rivalry game. Miami, they should have need the ball last week. They had another loss this past week against North Carolina, where it looks like North Carolina and Florida State are going to meet in the ACC championship game, which that would be a fantastic game. 
But also another rivalry game between Florida State and the surprise darling of the ACC, Duke, could give this team some troubles. I see them winning all those games and having a fun, amazing ACC championship game against North Carolina. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Next up, Washington. Easily the toughest schedule left for figuring out if they could go undefeated. They survived Oregon. They still have games against USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State, although they did stumble heavily against Arizona, like I mentioned, they still could be dangerous. So I think definitely those first three I mentioned, if they can get through that, they deserve the playoff. Even if they lose the Pac-12 championship game, they deserve a playoff. Unless they lose the Pac-12 championship to Oregon and they both have one loss. Who deserves it? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in the committee if that happens. But this could that could likely happen in the near future when they play the Pac-12 championship in December. Have fun with that. Next up, Oklahoma. Oklahoma might have the easiest path to going undefeated after playing Texas and winning that game. And what a bounce back for Oklahoma, a team that barely made a bowl game last year is now on the verge of going undefeated. Their toughest game is at Kansas, which is no joke. They could pull off the upset, but I see Oklahoma going undefeated, and I see an Oklahoma-Texas rematch where, just like with the Pac-12, what if Texas beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, and they each have one loss, and then Oregon beats Washington, and they each have one loss? What do you do? Flip a coin. Flip a coin. We need a 12-team playoff now because... Those four teams, if they all finish one loss, deserve a shot at the playoff. They do. They do. They're all equally worthy of that playoff. Next year can't come soon enough. The next three I'm going to kind of group together because they literally are playing a round robin against each other. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Ohio State has Penn State at home, and they have to go to Michigan. Penn State goes at Ohio State, and they have Michigan at home. Michigan has Ohio State at home and at Penn State. Again, I'm looking at this, and it is going to be an absolute fun, fun brawl between these three teams. I would love to see Penn State come out on top. I really, really would. The only one of the three teams that has thrown an interception, the other one of the other teams is Air Force, which is on this list. But Drew Aller is the real deal for Penn State. And he keeps showing up and he keeps doing great, amazing things. I see Penn State taking it. And I would love for them to take the East and represent the Big Ten in the championship game against the Big Ten West representative, which is likely Iowa. Penn State beat Iowa earlier this year, 31 to nothing. It wasn't even a game. I see Penn State going to the playoff amongst those teams. But it's going to be an epic battle all the way down to the bitter end. Next up, Georgia, who has had a joke of a schedule. Right now, their combined win-loss records of their opponents that they have beaten, 15-26. and 26. Absolutely pathetic for a team that has flaws. They're still a great team. They still got firepower, but they have flaws. Their toughest games, they have Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, and two of those are at home. So why are the schedule makers so nice to stink in Georgia, of all teams? Again, Mizzou could be a trip up. Mizzou has been a wild card, quite honestly, this year. And a Cinderella story in the SEC. 
I see them losing at least one of these games. Ole Miss could trip them up or Mizzou. I think they beat Tennessee, but again, we'll see what happens. Next up, North Carolina still has to face 16th-ranked Duke at home. And who thought that North Carolina and Duke would have a better game in football than in basketball last year? (laughs) This rivalry is becoming something great for their programs. Should be a fun, fun matchup. I see North Carolina winning, though. And then at Clemson could be tough because Clemson might try to play spoiler. I see North Carolina winning that game as well. And I see them playing Florida State with the winner likely going to the college football playoff. Now, next up, the fun fun teams that went undefeated. Air Force defeated Wyoming, who took Texas down to the wire until the fourth quarter. Beat Wyoming 34-27. They still have at Navy, and they play at home against Army, and then they have UNLV. They can survive the rivals and then UNLV. This team can go undefeated and be the group of five team to get to one of those New Year's Day Bowls. That would be an amazing, fun story. Could it happen? It could happen if you can't stop their running attack. But they're also, when they pass, they're efficient. So that's also something to watch out for for Air Force. Again, a really fun team to watch, in my opinion. Next, you have Liberty. Props to Liberty for what they're doing, quite honestly. They lose their quarterback. Not their quarterback, their coach, Hugh Freeze, to Auburn. And they instead, they pick up uh, Coastal Carolina's coach, Jamie Chadwell, and they've gone undefeated, 6-0. and Toughest game I've been middle of Tennessee State, which is actually happening today of all days. So if they can get past that, they have a good chance to go undefeated. I mean, their schedule's weak, so they're not going to make the group of five game. But if you go undefeated in Division One, props to you. You get props. And the last team, James Madison University, again, not 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 facing much for opponents, but you know what? You're undefeated. Props to you. Two toughest games, Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State, just because they've done stuff in the past. Those are the teams that could trip up JMU. I see them losing one of those games and maybe finishing with one or two losses on the season. So in review, I think the team with the easiest path to going undefeated is Oklahoma. And the team with the toughest path, without question, as they have to face three ranked teams to finish out the season, is Washington and very good teams at that. But what do you guys think? What did you think of the Week 7 results? And do you think I'm right with these undefeated predictions? Well, my friends, I'd love to hear your opinion, and you can join our socials to do that. Our socials are at Show on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining this week. God bless. And we'll see you next time here on the Super Fan Dan Show, where football is our middle name.